Welcome to the Solo 2.0 podcast, where two sisters, Jess and Rye, focused on health and hormone balance to help you step into that 2.0 version of you. Growing up, we heard all about hormones, sometimes more than we wanted, from our mom, who is a hormone health educator. As we got older, we rebelled and experienced our own health struggles and ups and downs. But today we have businesses helping people get in tune with their bodies, break free from restrictive eating and lifestyle habits, and learn how to balance their hormones naturally. So what can you expect from this podcast? Honest conversations and hot topics that should be more mainstream, like period health, cycle tracking, non-hormonal birth control, and our unique take on fad diets and trends that aren't always so supportive for women. Plus, interviews with health and wellness entrepreneurs making a big impact in the world. Ladies, it's time we align with our powers and redefine what healthy means to us. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Solo 2.0 podcast. This is Jess, holistic health coach and founder of Body Bliss by Jess. And this is Ryan, co-founder of Your Hormone Balance, Jess's sister. And I am sitting here with a delicious cup of pumpkin spice latte <laughs> made by my sister that I made us late for this podcast because I forgot that I needed. I hadn't yet had my PSL and I had to make it. I know so I was feeling in. so just like, ooh, you're, you're holding us up because you need to make a PSL. That's the best excuse ever. I'll take it. <laughs> and you're my biggest fan, which is truly means so much, but I love it too. I've been having it every morning. Well, since this podcast is going to be about imperfect habits, here's a perfect habit that I am <laughs> loving. Um, <laughs> How do you I, make it? So I do have it with a, we have an espresso machine. So I have one shot of espresso. I add a tablespoon of pumpkin spice latte. I add some almond milk. And then I'm out of flax milk from um, the founder of Malibu Milk, which we had on this podcast. I was buying it all the time, which is like, in many ways, a better alternative to almond milk, but they're out at my local store. I don't know if they're, um, if they have it anymore. Anyway, tangent. But so I add um, nut milk and then some cinnamon on top and I froth it and it's so good. And what I love is I kind of have it like after my breakfast about an hour later. So it's like a, you know, a nice little pick me up. Cause I, even after I have a big meal, I'm always like, I feel like I'm hungry, but it's just cause I love eating so much. It's, it's like, I'm not hungry. I just had a 600 calorie, like protein rich meal, you know, that happens to me. I just always want to like graze. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like my stomach growls a little bit after a big meal and I'm like, am I still hungry? And then yeah. I just have to wait like 10 minutes and it goes away. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that is actually kind of a, a random hack is like, if you do still feel hungry, maybe just wait 10 minutes and drink a beverage or something and you'll probably Definitely. be fine. But yes, is the queen of, I mean, I'm only doing this because I got it from you. Whenever I go to her house, she'll always like even if we have just eaten or whatever, not like immediately after, but yes, maybe 30 minutes, an hour later, she's like, do you want a, a protein latte or, you know, some kind of latte? She doesn't drink caffeine. So she'll make it with just water or milk and and one of her blends. And it's just such a nice little thing to look forward to. And it definitely soothes cravings or mm-hmm. hunger. Unless of course, like you need to eat, then let's yeah. not be drinking like miscellaneous beverages all day. Let's actually eat. But yeah, <laughs> but I love it as like a, something that I look forward to. And especially now with the pumpkin spice, um, her, her newest blend, which is just fall feelings. Fall I was say fall the- feels, but I really, Wait, can we not, part. can we not do that? I can't <laughs> do any more feels. I can't do it. I've already started saying, and I'm punching myself every time I say it, like, 
oh, that gives me the ick. And then every time I say it, I'm like, oh, that gives me the ick that I just said it. <laughs> yeah, all these like male- like tween phrases that that or Instagram TikTok phrases it just sound like we're like washed up and trying to be cool. Literally, I'm also watching the second season of Cruel Summer right now, which is on Hulu. And it is actually very addicting. It's kind of like a murder mystery thing, but everybody's in high school. And so I started Googling the actors and I was like, are they really 19? And it's like, yeah, this one's 19. This one's 20. I'm like, oh my God, they're straight up almost 20 years younger than me. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's kind of creepy how we watch like high schooler shows and yeah. well, a lot of times they actually are older actors. So like you find them cute, but it sounds like this one, they are straight out of. Oh, they're straight up 19. I was like, <laughs> should I be liking this show? But it's really good. And I'm learning. I'm, there's all these phrases that I'm like, do not allow yourself to say that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch you. I'll, I'll shut it please down. Do. Please do. Um, okay. Well, we have to get right into it today because um, Jess and I have quite a busy week. We are traveling again next week. I'm leaving tomorrow, actually, on my leg of the journey. Um, and then Jess is doing a few days in Paris. What? When do you leave? Monday? No, I leave Wednesday. Oh, okay. So you have some more time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway. We wanted to squeeze in this solo episode before we're gone for a couple weeks. Um, although I think this might be coming out after your episode with Mike, right? Yeah. So it might actually be back when we get back, but yeah. So regardless, not important for you guys, but I just listened to Jess's interview with Mike. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I felt like there were some really incredible foundational health principles that we can all follow. Um, and that kind of bleeds into or relates to what we're talking about today. Um, even though the the topic of this podcast is our imperfect habits, in many ways, we're going to just be talking about the reality that we all fall in and out of some of our best habits. And at the end of the day, we should just be striving to do the best that we can. However, there are certain things that you can do in every day that become so second nature that you just feel you have it down. Like what Jess and Mike talked about with, you know, walking as much as you can, strength training, you know, just filling your plate with more veggies and protein, these basic things that should be consistent as often as possible. But then there are other habits that can be harder to really be consistent with. And yet over time, we revisit those those practices that we want to establish as habits because the more that we revisit them, eventually they can become second habits second nature. I also, I don't know. Sorry, really quick. I also wanted to say, I feel like sometimes we have to revisit the habits and also change the timeline. Like a lot of times we can revisit the habit that we want to formulate or the goal, but we've created an unrealistic timeline for it. So if we extend the timeline on achieving that goal, it gives us more time to establish it into our routine. But also as we're establishing it, starting really small. Cause I think sometimes, and we'll get into some of these things when you're like, I want to do 30 minutes of yoga a day. It's like, that might be really daunting and not doable. So it's like maybe revisiting, did I stop doing it because it was too long and I couldn't fit it in. And then I just decided I didn't want to do it at all. Was it the way I was doing it? Maybe it wasn't as enjoyable as it could be. Maybe it was the time of day. So it's not that you have to go back and do it the exact same way you were before, but maybe it's kind of doing it a different way that's more realistic and works for you in this season of your life. Yes, absolutely. Giving yourself more flexibility and grace. And, you know, the reason we really wanted to do this episode was just that obviously we have a lot of experts on, or we talk about 
I mean, in the past, we've talked about our best and worst habits. And so I think we've been honest in that way. But I was just thinking the other day about how so much of the time, if you're not in the health and wellness industry, or if you're following a lot of people in health and wellness, it can just feel the information overload or that you need to be quote unquote perfect. But the reality is if you were really to step behind the scenes with most of the people that work in health and wellness or, or in general, someone that you perceive to have like perfect or optimal health behind the scenes, everybody has vices. Everybody slips. Everyone has more stress, you know, on one day or in one week or in one month. And I think we all know that we're obviously all human, but I don't want to personally portray some air of perfect, healthy habits. Well, it's not relatable and it's also not true. I feel like anybody who comes across like I'm only ever perfect. It's like, wow, your life must actually be really boring and restrictive or you're just not being honest, you know? And that's kind of like your conversation you had with Maddie recently about all of these trends like keto or carnivore or even you know, in many cases, veganism, where it's people that just like are on one extreme or the other. Um, and, and I don't at all mean to bash veganism because people do it for wonderful reasons and it can work great. But then sometimes you'll hear from someone that's so anti any other way of living mm-hmm. that it just makes you feel bad. And those just like are the, the extreme of carnivore. You yeah. Know? And that's, I mean, there's so many examples of extremes, but we don't believe in extremes. We believe in educating yourself as much as possible, learning about ways to optimize your health, reduce your stress, but then sprinkle in some realism. You know, it's not going to be possible to be perfectly in balance all the time. And even if you know, hey, this choice is better than this choice, or I shouldn't have X, I should eat X you still should treat yourself once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, that's what obviously Jess pra- preaches this all the time. And I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but basically today is just uh, our chance to get real about some things that, you know, I-, I feel guilty about sometimes because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Like I should, I know better. I should, you know, mm-hmm. but we often know better. And it's just about doing the best that you can with the information that you have in the season of life that you're in. And I just went through some really crazy, uh, very stressful period of time with some stuff going on in my personal life. Um, You know, haven't showed up to share about it, don't want to, but everything kind of went out the window for me in terms of like best healthy habits. And so I wanted to start by sharing what's gone out the window for me and kind of what my goals are um, for this next sort of moving into winter season. Again, like Jess said, giving myself more time just to know like I'm still getting my shit together and getting my life organized. And I just traveled. Now I'm traveling again. Like it's not realistic to just be like, I should be back to my best AM and PM routine and rituals. Like, no, let's let the dust settle, figure it out when I'm home. And when I, you know, I know that all the stressors are reduced. So I wanted to share there and I know you can relate Jess, but, um, I was doing such a good job, Jess and I, when we went on this sister trip in March for my birthday in Santa Barbara, we we came up with all these sort of commitments for ourselves to manage our stress. And because um, we were both struggling a lot with stress and anxiety at that time. And we were like, uh, you know, we really need to do a digital detox. It's not that hard to start your morning with just at least 30 minutes off your phone, allow yourself to wake up to go outside to journal or just read a chapter of a book or just simply like get your life together, put some things away, you know, get your mind right, whatever it is. And so for months, I think it was like five months I was doing just that. I 
put my phone in another room. I did not check email, which is what I was doing every morning. It's like email. And then I'm seeing all these client emails that are stressing me out immediately. Um, so just going outside, getting some light. If there is light, if there's not light, even in cloud cover, it's good to, you know, expose yourself, um, and just be in nature. Um, just have the wind on your face, whatever. It's so calming. Even take Mm -hmm. moments to observe your surroundings, listen to the birds or listen to whatever is natural in your environment. I do journal now, um, just a few minutes of, um, I have some prompts, but like what's on my mind, free thoughts, what I'm trying to let go of, what I'm grateful for. Um, sometimes one category can be harder than others, but I had a really good thing going there. And then in the last few months, since some things happened and since I've been traveling, that has a hundred percent gone out the window. (laughs) So yeah. Wait, so what does your morning look like right now? So, um, I'm definitely back to my phone is my alarm. I've been checking my email again because I think because I'm in crunch time with turning around and going on another trip, even though I'm planning on working throughout this trip, there's still things like I have to have someone else ship kits for me while I'm gone. And so there's just a lot more to do's. So I'm kind of waking up, looking at my email and getting going because there's less hours in the day for me to get all this done and more errands to run. Um, so I'm checking email. I'm I'm still doing the foundational thing that has now completely stuck, thank God, of waking up having herbal tea and water before any sort of coffee and then having my very protein-rich egg breakfast with cruciferous vegetables and brown rice tortilla and some avocado and bitchin sauce. That's my breakfast most mornings. And then coffee about an hour and a half after I've woken up. So that's always consistent, thankfully. But I'm not going outside. I haven't been journaling. Um, there's a couple of mornings I've, I've gone outside. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I can't wait when I'm back home for good to like get back to that. Yeah, we're like twins. I'm the same right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I was also really, really good about that digital detox and was tooting my horn a little bit with it in front of Josh. I was like, I just feel so good. And <laughs> I'm reading all these books and I'm journaling and I'm doing like 10 to 15 minutes of yoga. And I was like, what are you doing in the morning? (laughs) And uh, getting to my workout and then starting my day, you know, at 930, um, starting to work. But similar to you, I've been in crunch time because we didn't even mention, but this trip is actually really fun. We're meeting our parents in Oxford, England. They're living there part of the year. We both were born and raised in London. and. So we're going there sort of as like a early birthday trip um, for me, but also just to meet up as a family because we're not going to get to spend the holidays together. And so anyway, I knew this trip was coming. Yes, I plan on working while I'm there, but still there is so much for me to do before I leave, especially now that I have these, fortunately, the pumpkin spice latte. I, you know, over the last year, haven't really been promoting my latte blends as much just because I've been so busy with coaching. But a lot of people were messaging me asking if I was bringing back the PSL. So I released it and did not expect so many orders, which I'm grateful for. But then I was also like, oh my God, I have to make so many. Um, So I've been making mix and, you know, needing to get a bunch of things done that I can't do while I'm on this trip. And so similarly to you, I'm like, I could either get up at six and do my journaling and my like digital detox, or I could get up, go into my, my kitchen next door. We have two kitchens, but my like, uh, latte blend kitchen and make latte blends for like two hours and then go to the gym. 
And that way I don't have to fit in making latte blends during other times in the day or be doing it late at night because I'm somebody who doesn't like to work at night, really gets my brain going and I don't want to do that. So I have been getting up and just going straight into the next room and making my latte blends while I drink an herbal tea. And to be quite honest, at this phase of my life, it actually works because it does reduce stress getting it off of my plate first thing in the morning. And I create a vibe. I light a candle, I drink my tea, and I listen to a podcast that I've been wanting to catch up on. Um, And it just kind of does start my day on a positive foot and makes me feel less overwhelmed. So I don't want to say that it's a bad habit. It's just not what I want to be doing long-term. And I'm not doing my like 10 minutes of yoga in the morning, which really was helping me prevent injury and just feel better and calmer. So when we get back and when I'm all caught up, I do want to get back to at least the 30 minutes of the digital detox. But right now, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And, and on that point, I think when you have extreme amounts of work or some sort of responsibility to someone else or something going on to fit in a morning routine and mine was literally like 10 minutes. Like, although I wouldn't maybe check my phone for up to 30, it wasn't like I was journaling for a half hour. Like I, my journaling takes five minutes usually. Um, but if you've got such a high workload that having this morning routine is creating stress, then maybe getting right to work in that phase of your life is better, you know, for that. Or even like five minutes though, even five yeah. minutes. Cause I feel five like minutes should be doable. Have five minutes. <laughs> five like, minutes, yeah. It's not like five minutes is going to make or break your productivity. I feel like just five no. minutes of waking up, having some tea, journaling out your priorities for the day. That is one thing I still do is I journal out my priorities for the day and one thing that I'm grateful for. And that does kind of like help me set the tone to also not feel so overwhelmed. So I feel like that is something that we can all make time for. But again, it's like going back to what we said in the start of this, it's revisiting how it's working for you at this stage in your life and making little tweaks to it so that you can still have that time, but maybe it just looks a bit different. And what I was saying about making latte mixes, I could get up and I could go straight to like client messages or um, programs that I have to build out or whatever, but that would get me really down the like work mode. And that would like put me more in that sort of like higher cortisol state. Not that I don't enjoy that stuff. I do, but more like the latte mixes is more calming. I'm listening to music or a podcast. It's really quiet in the morning. And so if you do need to get to work, it's like maybe thinking about the things that aren't, that are a little bit more calming. Right. Yeah. I, I do that too. I, you know, and that kind of feeds into like time blocking too of, I always every day have it sort of a, a time blocking uh, work in chunks and I know what I want to start the day with and what I what's a little bit more tricky and what I kind of avoid a little bit I put in um more in the afternoon you know so whatever I think that's a good tip but like yeah not maybe starting with the most stressful thing if you if you don't have to although a lot of people have jobs where they can't avoid the most stressful thing but also what I meant about like like my 5 minute journaling thing that should be doable every day, but there's some days I just don't feel like it. And so it becomes, I have my herbal tea in the living room and I take that, that time to, to drink the tea without distractions, but not every day is it possible to do the third full 30 minute detox 
if I need to get right into work because not getting right into work is going to create more stress for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. But that like, shouldn't be like the norm. Like I should be able to get up early enough that I don't have to do that all the time. But again, for where I'm at right now in life, that's kind of over these next couple of weeks, at least that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I feel like for me, you and I are a little bit different. Like you like to, you're kind of productive at night and I don't like to work at night and you like to work out later in the day. And I like to work out first thing in the morning. Otherwise it won't happen. So for me getting up and making latte mixes, like I can stop that and go still go and get my workout in versus if I start messaging clients, I'm going to just want to keep doing that. And I'm going to get in the zone and I'm not going to break that to go to the gym So that's also, I think that's, that's why I do it because once I get back and I'm client messaging, I'm like so into that. And I just, I really am tunnel vision on that for hours and hours and hours. So yeah. Anyway, I think you all get the point. So if you're in a phase where you feel like you're falling off of your morning rituals and routines, you know, maybe, maybe you're just not making it a priority because that could be part of what it is. And you, you do actually have the time for it. And it is just figuring out how to do it in a way that's going to be more enjoyable for you, maybe a little bit less time, a little bit less pressure, and then you can always layer onto it and add more as you go. Um, Or maybe it is that it's just a phase and season of your life where it's just not doable and you have to like pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, definitely. This is our reminder to to ourselves and also for you that... um, you know, to try to make it a goal, um, but not be too hard on yourself. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about, um, which is potentially controversial is, um, the topic of medication. Um, I've shared in the past that I was addicted to Xanax and Ambien to sleep at night. I would literally alternate between the two, um, some nights taking both just to sleep. I, I did not know how to sleep on my own. And if I didn't have them, it was this voice in my head of, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're not going to be able to sleep. You're not going to be able to sleep. And it just haunts you. And Uh I had a hard time getting through that period of time. I had a lot of stressors in my life and I just kind of succumbed to the RX pill to, to solve my issue there. But always felt guilty because we were raised, you know, many of you probably know our mom, but in a very healthy home with um, the goal of always finding healthy, like holistic alternatives to medication. Our mom never had us take antibiotics um, our entire childhood. I had, I think my first antibiotic like in college. Um, Obviously that's not always possible, but it was kind of set up a standard in our minds of like medication is the last resort. But as we've gotten older, you know, and just have been exposed to so many people having so many challenging health issues or depression, you know, we've had to open our mind about, is it always helpful to, again, have this extreme of no medication, like only holistic? And I think, especially in in addressing your hormone, hormone health, there are better alternatives to hormonal birth control. There are better alternatives to a depression pill. If, if the depression is because your hormones are out of balance and not because you actually are depressed, which we hear a lot of the time, um, there's, there's a lot of things that you can try instead of medication, but sometimes it doesn't work. And I think that people beat themselves up when they then, you know, use a pill for something. And 
Um, Jess, I know you might have different views, but we always try to be holistic whenever we can. But I, I just wanted to admit that when I travel, I cannot adjust to jet lag. Like I become a zombie. And so I now have given myself, I've had some horrible trips in the last few years where I was just white knuckling it. And I ruined the trip because I was like a walking zombie mummy because I couldn't sleep the night before I was up all night. And so now I do have a prescription that I use literally just traveling, um, to help me adjust. And it is incredible. And, you know, I talked to Jess about it. I, you know, our mom obviously always wants us to not be doing prescriptions when possible. Um, but I realized like what's worse than getting no sleep at all. And it's not a habit that I would be okay with in my day-to-day life because I know that if I can't sleep, there are underlying root issues for that. And I have an incredible sleep routine and PM rituals um, that are consistent when I'm home. But traveling is another story for me. It's a beast. And I just haven't been able to do it without that. Um, and I'm always trying and I have a, I have a lot of great, um, things that I, I bring when I travel that do help me sleep so that I don't have to take something the whole time. But, um, just to give myself like a break and say, you know what? (laughs) Okay. This allows you to enjoy yourself. And also when I get home, I can adjust more quickly and then I'm off it. And then I'm back to my best habits. Yeah, I think part of the stress comes from this like health perfectionism, which we've talked about before, where it's like, I have to be always holistic and always eat whole foods and, you know, not grab anything processed or not have ice cream or whatever it is. Like we, and, you know, we definitely promote like reading ingredient labels, understanding toxic products and the skincare that you use, like going to holistic means and getting to the root before you just reach for a prescription or, you know, or if you go to a doctor and they're reaching for a prescription before you just accept it, it's maybe getting another opinion or asking a lot of questions, asking a lot of questions, seeking out alternatives. But I think that to rise point, there comes a time where it's like, you know what? I nothing else is working and I need something right now to be able to function in my life, to be able to show up at work, to be able to enjoy my vacation, whatever it is. And I think that if we get too in our heads about having to be quote unquote perfect when it comes to our health and wellness, then that can actually create more stress in the body and make it even harder to sleep because we're anxious about it and make it even harder for us to do the things that we want to do in life. The ultimate goal is not to just take a prescription forever for sleep for everything. Yeah. For and for everything, like a pill for every ill. That's not the goal. Nobody, I don't think anybody wants that. Um, but at, there's times in our lives, phases in our lives where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna take this in conjunction with also trying to get to the root. Yes. Um, and yes. I really like I've been listening to some podcasts lately with some endocrinologists who have this viewpoint too, where it's like, yes, I do prescribe in my practice. I do prescribe spironolactone for certain cystic acne cases. Like I do prescribe depression medication, but I am always, my number one goal is always to help them get to the root first and understand why is this happening? Same thing with like, I'm not just going to, you know, this one endocrinologist I was talking to, which we've have the same view. I'm not just going to prescribe a client estrogen cream or progesterone cream without first testing their levels and getting to the root of why are their levels low in the first place? 
you know, so with anything with like natural medications too, natural yeah. supplementation, we don't want to just give someone a supplement and have them rely on it forever. We don't want to just give someone melatonin, even though that's natural and just say, just take melatonin for your sleep. It's like, but why aren't you sleeping in the first place? So I think it can go both ways, not just with Western medication, but also with holistic supplementation. Um, we can rely on that too much. And so I think it really comes down to getting to the root, getting to the why of why is it that you're struggling with these things? And then also giving yourself grace when you need a little extra support potentially from like Western medication. Yeah, that's perfectly said. It's such a great point. It definitely is all about getting to the root. And it made me think of, you know, many clients that we have uh, through your hormone balance, people will test their hormones and then we provide this custom guide filled with supplements, nutrition, lifestyle changes that you can make to address your hormone imbalances. And a common imbalance is high testosterone or high DHEA, which is often linked to PCOS or insulin resistance. And a lot of women with that imbalance have acne, facial body hair, hair loss, um, really bad sugar cravings, weight gain. And, you know, a big solution classically is birth control, which acts by sort of suppressing production of testosterone and, and DHEA. So it kind of shuts down production. So your levels get lower. So maybe your acne is sort of managed for that period of time. Spironolactone works similarly in that it blocks production of the androgens. So, you know, what we do is we provide the natural alternatives and it's really just like, here's what's available to you if, and when you're ready to come off. But coming off of medication is a big deal and people shouldn't feel pressure to do it overnight because there's so many factors in your life that can make it really difficult to stick to. And a lot of times there's a period of adjustment, you know, maybe there's some side effects, maybe there's some symptoms in the long term term, you know, for many of these sort of hormone imbalances and with many health issues, the natural route can be super effective, but it might be more gradual, you know, it might be slower. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to make sure you're at a good place in your life. Same with birth control. We have a whole blog article on your hormone balance blog about um, tips for transitioning off to make for a smoother transition, because it does require intentional nutrition, some supplements, things like that to make sure that it's not this horribly hard transition. And so just wanted to say that it's not like we're against you being on birth control, it's just, it's, it's just, it's not a judgment. It's more about, Hey, there are these alternatives. If you can try it, great. Give it your best shot when you know that you can, can handle it. You know? Yeah. I actually have some clients who I've helped transition off of hormonal birth control and they wanted to come off faster than they did. And I actually recommended that they stay on it a little bit longer so that we can put some tools in place to make the transition smoother once they do come off. So like working on blood sugar balance, introducing in key vitamins and minerals that are depleted by the pill, focusing on sleep, you know, healthy habits, and then coming off versus like just ripping the bandaid off, which could result in a resurgence of worse symptoms. So it's not always just don't be on a prescription, get right off of it. Like we have to be intentional too. And I have people in my life that are on depression medications that it's truly changed their life and it's a positive thing, but they've also been working on reducing stress and meditation and breath work and eating healthier meals. So I think in conjunction is the most important thing. And for me, 
you know, I won't get too much into this, but I know, Rai, you had mentioned like it might be helpful for me to share. And I think it would be that through my history with migraine headaches and more recently last year getting kind of a, a pretty bad resurgence. Um, I went through a lot of different things to get support. And there was a point in which I was like, maybe I do need an RX just to have, I was really trying to stay away from any prescription medications because I had done that in the past and it made it worse. And I definitely didn't want to go back to the ones that I've done previously because I know that they cause rebound migraine, but I did some research into any new ones that are out there and I found one and I don't want to say the name because I don't want it to sound like I'm recommending it because everybody's so different. And I had to do the research to figure out the one that was best for me. But I did see a neurologist and I did get this backup prescription, which I do not use it as like whenever I get a headache, I don't just take it. Or when I feel like I'm getting a migraine, I don't just automatically take it, but it's my backup when I am in a period of heightened stress and I really do need to power through my day and I cannot afford to be laying in bed and drinking turmeric tea, you know, even though that can be great. Um, it's it doesn't always work. Me. Yeah. It, once my migraines came on drinking turmeric tea, taking magnesium, all of the preventative things are not going to work to take away the migraine. I either need to wait it out, which is ex- extremely uncomfortable, like in a dark room, feeling horrible, not able to do anything. Um, or I take something and I just say, this is just what I need right now to be able to get through. But I also need to look at my life and look at, okay, are you not doing your stretches? Like you need to be doing for your neck. Are you, do you need to dial back on some of the stress? Like, do you need to outsource some things? Um, maybe you're not drinking enough water. So I'm always going back to why is this happening and revisiting my habits. And oftentimes some of them have fallen by the wayside or I am really stressed and I can tell that there's a reason that it's happening. So I never, ever want to rely on these medications, but it puts me at ease to know that I have it. So I'm bringing it with me on this trip because this is an example of a time where I do not want to have to be dealing with a migraine. So it just, it, this particular medication 90% 90% of the time works for me. And so it's really just this calming feeling to know that I have it in my back pocket. Yeah. Then I love that you're honest. And I watched Jess for the last few years, try to white knuckle it and never, ever take anything. She mm-hmm. follow, you know, there are so many, not even ways. ibuprofen. Yeah. She, she, was, she was trying to be a purist there. And eventually <laughs> it was like, you can't not work for several days or like it was just building up so much extra stress and anxiety. She'd have to push back all of her calls. And now she's also doing a hormone, uh, a hormone protocol where she's actually using a combination of bioidentical hormones. That's also really significantly changing the game for her headaches. Drastically helps. Like that's the biggest thing right now. I mean, I rarely have to take a medication and my headaches are so, so, so reduced. Yeah. Uh, but that also so has to do with me working on my neck and my shoulders and you know, getting reg- more regular massage and there's other things that I've been doing. So again, it's not just like one thing. And what she's talked about in other headache ep- episodes and in interviews, all of the tools she's learned to manage her headaches do work and have made a huge difference. But for whatever reason, there are still these miscellaneous migraines that pop up. And mm-hmm. I think it's been a huge relief. And I remember giving you like a pep talk for like an hour recently yeah. where I was like, 
it's not a weakness to take something. And even if some of you are listening and you're like, yeah, well, I need to take something all the time and I'm not planning on getting off. Great. Like whatever feels best for you. But if there is a chance that there's a, an alternative, it's just good to explore because a lot of the time taking something every single day indefinitely does have other impacts on your health or can, but there are certain things that you have to take, you know, medication for every day, certain conditions and health issues, of course. So we're not passing judgment. It's just trying to share our, our views on it and be honest about it because we certainly feel a lot of comfort having, um, having support for, for me, for my sleep and you for your headaches in really tough times. Yeah. And I mean, also natural alternatives, like there was a period of time where I actually wasn't sleeping very well because of my business was growing so rapidly. And I just had thoughts every single night of like a running checklist. And my husband was also kind of dealing with the same thing. So we started taking these like CBD with like a little bit of THC gummies at night and they really helped us sleep. But then there was a point at which I was getting a little nervous that I was like, can I sleep without this and getting right. a little bit reliant on it. So there was a period where I was like, I don't think that I need this anymore. And I just need to go through a little bit of withdrawal. And if I don't, if I can't fall asleep for a couple hours, that's okay. Just like deep breathe, read your book. And I did have to do that where I just kind of, there was a couple nights where I didn't sleep that well, but I just had to like wean myself off of it. And haven't had to use that again. That's been like, you know, almost seven months ago now. And same with him. He was like, oh, I'm just a gummy guy now. Like I just take a gummy every single night. But we were really, we together kind of got to the root of why we were taking it. And now neither of us take anything. I mean, on occasion we will, but, um, but But yeah, it's a great, a, a great point. Like you said earlier about, yeah, same with holistic approaches or supplements, anything that you're fully relying on, like melatonin is a great example. You, it, it is, it is actually a hormone. So when yeah. you're taking like um, a supplement and you're using especially higher doses, like five milligrams, 10 milligrams, that can really raise your melatonin levels to a point where it's counteractive. So yeah. um, giving your body breaks from things is a really good idea. And um, love your tip about reading. I've finally been able to start reading before bed at night, which was something that I just, I would work late and then watch a show with Thomas. And then there was no time left. And I'm realizing how incredible that is for sleep. That's also something that's kind of slipped a little throughout these trips, but, um, I've, I've been bringing it in more than I ever have in the last few years of my life. And it feels great. Yeah. I actually, that's one thing where I, since I haven't been able to read in the morning, cause I've been making my mix. I love reading and I, I want to keep reading my book. So the way that I tweaked it was usually Josh and I watch shows before bed. Just being honest, we do. We have, we're watching billions right now. Thanks to Ryan and Thomas for recommending it. There's so many seasons, but, um, we, the other, we've been watching a couple episodes back to back and I'm just that annoying person that always falls asleep. Like the last half of every episode. And then Josh gets annoyed with me. He's like, seriously, you're sleeping. And I literally, I cannot keep my eyes open. I try, but I can't. Since she was, since Since she was was little. little. And so he'll always have to recap it for me. And it's actually kind of fun because we'll be on our walk the next morning and I'm like, okay, recap the last (laughs) half of billions. Um, But the other day, like two nights ago, or no, this was like a week ago now. I was like, okay, I have an idea. What if we just watch one episode of Billions and then 
that'll end at like nine. And then we get out our books and we read until we fall asleep. Because at least if I fall asleep reading my book, that doesn't impact you. And it's better for our brains. It's better for calming our minds before we go to sleep. And he loved the idea because he's like, you know what? I haven't been sleeping that well lately. So I'd rather try that. So we've been doing that for the last week and both of us have been sleeping better. I haven't been falling asleep during the shows. So, and I'm getting my reading in at the end of the night versus in the beginning. So I feel like that just makes me feel better about not getting my reading in in the morning. Yes. I love that. All right, cool. So I think, you know, we wanted to keep this at about 45 minutes. So Rai has a chiropractor appointment. So it's a, we need, we need like a time crunch in order to stop talking. So I think I kind (laughs) of said everything that I wanted to say. I'm really excited to meet up with you in England with the parents. And um, if you guys want to follow along on our adventures, I'll be posting in Instagram stories. Um, Maybe you won't be though, because this episode might come come on when we get back. Um, (laughs) But one little thing I wanted to mention, because this episode will be released once October is all already a couple weeks in, I'm actually going to be hosting a 30 day. It's called my mind to gut reset challenge for clients. And it really feeds in well with this episode because it's just six things that I'm challenging my clients to do every day. And I'm also going to be posting about it in stories on Instagram for anybody who's not a client who just wants to download the PDFs and do it on their own or with friends. But it's six things that are pretty simple, but it's just a great way to reset our mind, body, gut, get back into healthy habits that don't take a long time. So it's things like five minutes of meditation or breath work. Um, it's a 15 minute digital detox is one of the categories. Another one is three cups of green veggies, protein with every meal is another one. Um, and a 30 minute brisk walk and then drinking half your body weight in water and ounces. So all pretty simple things, but things that can make a world of difference. And a 15 minute digital detox might sound like a long time, but you could break it up if you wanted to like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, five minutes in the afternoon, you could use it to have a mindful meal away from distractions. So instead of eating your lunch in front of your phone, eating it without your phone, going on a walk without your phone, um, the five minutes of breath work could be like a walking meditation. So there's ways that you can like put them together. Um, to make it more efficient, but these little things, they honestly are the low hanging fruit, but it's the low hanging fruit that we often let go of first, but it's the very thing that can allow us to show up and power through those stressful times of life. So I'm doing it for all of my clients. I'm also doing it for myself to keep myself accountable. Right. I challenge you to join it as well. Yes, definitely. And so if any of you want to do it, obviously it'll already have kicked off, but, um, just shoot me a DM at Body Bliss by Jess and I will send you the PDF so you can start it at any time. Oh, I love that. And that fits in so well with this conversation. Yeah. Well, and last point for any of you that may have missed uh, my mini, mini solo episode where I shared the new episode styles that we are considering moving to. Um, or for those who did listen, just remember go to our Instagram at solo 2.0 podcast, find the recent post that's pinned to the top that says we want your feedback. And if you reply telling us which of those episodes sound great to you, it could be all of them. It could be some of them. You will be entered to win a big ultimate electrolyte giveaway, which is explained in the post. Um, 
We really appreciate those who have submitted their answers so far. It looks like you guys are really liking the ideas behind our new format. And we are already going to start kind of moving into that format. So it's going to be some sister chats like this focused around habits or rituals, um, maybe some catch-ups sprinkled in, um, but alternated with calls with our mom or um, sort of roundtable conversations, reviewing different hot topics in the hormone health world, responding to media articles about hormone health. Um, things that we might disagree with and share our two cents. And then also having women on who are sharing real stories. I'm going to have my best friend, Joy, come on to share about her journey getting sober, um, sharing about kind of our relationship from becoming best friends in fifth grade to experimenting with drinking in high school to it getting really out of hand in college and how her life was impacted and how she's ultimately been able to get it together and transform everything about her life by going sober and she's loving living the way she is now and she has so much inspiration and wisdom to share so that's one example of some real stories and relatable struggles um that we will share with you all it's not going to just be expert interviews although if you do prefer that the interviews that the style that we've done in the past let us know that too we're not opposed to having people on in a more sort of expert format but we just want to do something that's really fun relatable and different and then the last style will be more coaching episodes with Jess, where she educates about different health hormone related topics that she sees come up a lot with her clients. And um, there'll be more mini-sodes, but focused on like hot topics that we we really think will make a difference for all of you. So cool. yes, I'm so excited hopefully- to hear your chat with Joy. I think that's gonna be so, so wonderful. I love that you came up with that idea and that she was open to it. I love that girl. So I'm really excited to hear her journey too, because I know she's in such a beautiful place and it's just so inspiring. Yeah. And if any of you know of someone or you yourself are going through something hard or have gone through something really hard that you think isn't talked about enough, that you think more women should, you know, share about and, and give advice to one another on, we are all ears for guest recommendations. You can nominate yourself, DM us at solo 2.0 podcast or email us at solo 2.0 podcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you're loving what you're hearing and you're liking the new direction of our podcast, feel free to leave a review, rate, review, subscribe through iTunes. That makes a world of difference for us. We're always working on getting those reviews up. Um, it really helps us grow. Thank you all so much. And remember, even if nothing feels right today, you tuning into this podcast and opening your mind is enough. Change doesn't happen overnight. So be patient and kind with yourself and good things will come. We'll see you next time. See you next time.